a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Well, if you missed uh, the introduction, my name is Andy Johns. I'm the Director of Marketing Business Development here at WordSouth, and I'm uh, happy that you're on here uh, with us. Uh, if this is your first WordSouth webinar, I'd like to thank you for giving it a shot. If you're returning, then I am uh, definitely glad you're back. Uh, Carrie Huckabee and I had planned out these webinars in November, uh, or maybe it was December, but it's been, uh, it's been quite a while. We had no idea that this would be the only way that we were able to do um, interactions uh, with folks this year. It's been a weird year that none of us um, could have seen for sure. Although it looks like from the results of the poll um, that most, uh, most folks are getting back to normal. So I'll go ahead and share that one. You guys should be able to see that. Of the folks who are on, um, looks like the office is back to normal for quite a few. Um, one person says it's partially open. Um, somebody is still totally locked down. Somebody's mostly remote, but for the most part, it looks like everybody's getting back to normal, um, which is encouraging to see. Um, as, a, uh, as a note, I put in the email this morning that uh, if anyone has ideas for back-to-school campaigns this year, please feel, uh, feel free to share those, send those over. Um, we'll have time to discuss at the end, hopefully share some ideas around. Um, they can be things that you've done in the past or things that um, that you think will work well with distance learning um, because that's something that we'll be talking about as well. Uh, if you like, feel free to email those over and I can try to uh, screen share them a little bit later uh, later on. As you uh, know from the title of the webinar, we'll be talking about back to school campaigns and promotions. And this year has been profoundly different than we all expected, um, especially when it comes to school. I don't know about y'all, but um, school was canceled um, or sent home about the same time here in Chattanooga, where I live. Um, about the same time, my wife's job sent her home to work remotely. And uh, I told her um, she should enjoy being the introvert that she is. She should enjoy working from, uh, working from home. She pointed out that yes, but um, me and my son were home as well. So um, she didn't quite get the um, alone uh, that she was, uh, would normally go for there. Um, so there's that, but the whole, uh, the whole homeschool thing here, uh, some days went better than others, um, but it's been a, a boon for internet meme makers. That is for sure. I'm not sure if you guys saw some of these. How's homeschool going? Well, two students were suspended for fighting Another student's requesting transfer to another school. The lunch lady quit the first day. Janitors never cleaned up so much mess, uh, so many messes. And then, uh, the teacher was fired for drinking on the job. Great. Just great. It has changed our perception on a lot of things. I saw this one was kind of kind of funny, perception of homeschool moms last week and then perception of homeschool moms now. We definitely have a different view about what all it takes to be, um, to be a homeschool parent. Got a different perception of teachers as well. It's Shonda Rhimes, who um, is behind Grey's Anatomy and several other TV shows. Uh, so for those of you on the podcast who won't be able to see the visual, has been homeschooling a six-year-old and an eight-year-old for one hour and 11 minutes. Teachers deserve to make a billion dollars a year or a week. I definitely know that feeling. Um, more appreciation for teachers. Another post, um, after some of the homeschool posts I've seen, Teacher Appreciation Week finna be lit this year uh, if we're back in school by May. So definitely some good teacher appreciation gifts headed their way if we're able to get back together in the fall. 
wanted to share this one as well. This is from, um, this is somewhere out in social media. Um, but this is from, I think he was a third or fourth grader, Ben. It's his journal from March 16th, 2020. Uh, homeschool it says, it is not going good. My mom's getting stressed out. My mom is really getting confused. We took a break so my mom can figure this stuff out. And I'm telling you, it is not going good. So, of course, um, that may be the experience um, from the teacher's perspective, the parent's perspective, and now the student's perspective. Of course, I know Carrie Huckabee's on the call. She missed out on the whole pandemic, um, you know, homeschool because uh, her kids were grown. Um, but, you know, from her perspective, um, you could always take the kids, um, if you're overwhelmed having them at home, you could always take them to Granny's house. Um, which, you know, is a whole different set of, of struggles there. Um, for those on the podcast, the visual here, it says, me, thanks for watching the kids, mom. Please don't feed them sugar. Grandma, I won't. And then in four seconds after I leave, grandma's got a giant person-sized um, cake that she is shoveling uh, in the kids' direction. So definitely have been uh, through all the phases of those, I feel like, these last few days. But as we look towards, um, towards the fall, as we look towards back to school, Parents are eagerly um, anticipating um, the uh, school coming back, but we will be talking about both options, uh, both whether uh, there is traditional back to school this year or whether it's going to be a little bit different. So where does that leave us today? We know that um, from a highly unscientific survey we did of Story Connect attendees um, in normal times, um, we asked them around which of the following annual events do you typically design promotions or campaigns? Christmas was the number one um, time of year that people did seasonal promotions and campaigns, but right there, number two is back to school. It's a time when folks are opening up the uh, pocketbooks, opening up the wallets um, to invest in um, the new school year. So it's a good time uh, for broadband providers to be um, uh, having those promotions and campaigns come out. Another question in that same survey, which of these annual promotions or campaigns typically yields the highest response um, or success? You see Christmas again was number one, uh, which was the most common to be um, sent out there. But back to school was right there number two. I think other, it was a lot of um, Memorial Day and Veterans Day um, promotions there. Um, maybe some New Year's, um, but you see right there that back to school, not only in our survey was it the uh, second most common, but it is also the second um, most effective uh, in terms of seasonal campaigns. There are three main ways that I see broadband providers getting in on the back to school action, and those are awareness and advertising, promotions and events, and content. So uh, let's put another poll up there. Let me do this real quick here. Thinking that I can do this. I'm going to stop sharing that poll and throw up question two for you. Give you guys just a second to respond. So the question for this poll is, what back-to-school scenario are you planning for? Are you planning for back-to-school as normal? Are you planning for distance learning? Are you preparing for both distance learning and traditional uh, back-to-school time? Or the last option, which had the very first vote, it's only June 9th, leave me alone. Um, so let's see, I'll give you guys just a second for those results to come in. I'd like to see kind of where everybody's mind is um, in terms of that. I appreciate those who jumped on it there. 
So again, the three main ways that I see broadband providers jumping into the back to school action um, is through awareness and advertising, it's through promotion and events, and it's through content. We're gonna look at all of those. I'm gonna go ahead and end the poll. So here's your last chance to vote. All right, let me share that with you guys. So the results, as you can see from the folks on this call, 20% um, are looking at back to school as normal, 60% are preparing for both distance learning and traditional, and then 20% say it's only June 9th, leave me alone, which is certainly understandable. Um, part of the reason we wanted to have this webinar early in the summer um, was so that you have plenty of time to prepare and figure out what you're going to do. I told my son, who was eight, um, told him yesterday that I was doing a back-to-school webinar today, and he was horrified um, since summer just started. So, um, but that's good. I'm glad you guys are um, you know, thinking about it as, as a possibility that, that back to school may be a little bit different this year. All right, so let's get into the first bullet point there, awareness and advertising. The first thing that I would urge you guys all to think about, um, and you know, this is no, uh, not state secrets here, but when you're looking at advertising, a main spot to think about is pain points. So as you're putting together whatever promotion or campaign um, activity that you're going to be doing this fall, think about what do parents, and to a lesser degree maybe students, uh, but primarily what do parents want? What are their pain points uh, when back to school comes around? I think the number one thing is probably they want students to be successful. Um, if they think that your service can help their kid succeed at school and then later on in life, uh, you you, know, you really get some traction. You'll be in, in good shape there. The other thing they want, and this is certainly something we want as a parent, is for homework to be easier. So um, if there's a way to make the kids successful, um, but eliminate some of the battles around uh, homework, that a slow connection makes even worse, uh, that is definitely a couple of pain points that you can reach there. Michigan State released a study back in March that spoke to what you guys are doing. Now, this is from Keith Hampton, who is the Associate Director uh, for Research at the Coelho Center, uh, a professor at MSU's College of Communication Arts and Sciences. So if you need a pick-me-up because it's a random Tuesday and it's hot and you'd rather be at the beach or somewhere else and you just need a little motivation or a little pick-me-up uh, because it's, uh, you know, here we are on a random Tuesday morning, here's this. Um, the study found that students without internet access and those who depend on a cell phone for their uh, cell phone only access are half a grade point below those with fast access. This gap has ripple effects that may last an entire life. So half a grade point um, below if they don't have the fast internet access that you guys are providing. Beyond that in the survey and the study, sorry, it also said that digital skills, uh, which is something that they defined in the uh, study, but that those digital skills have been linked to higher SAT scores. And uh, that's even in a pen and paper test, not just with a digital test. There's something about those digital skills that helps um, students perform better on SATs. The results of the study show that students who rely on cell phone only or have no home internet access had a digital skills gap similar to the gap between eighth graders and 11th graders. So the impact there, you know, that's connected to SAT scores, which is impacted, uh, which impacts scholarships, college admissions, technical careers, all of those things are all rolled into that. And without the service you provide at home, those students are three grade levels behind on digital skills, which is remarkable. Um, 
when I found that data, it really drove home what we're all doing here. Um, and I hope that as you, uh, that helps you as you're going in here when we're talking about pain points, uh, that helps you really believe in what you're selling. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not selling snake oil here. This is something um, that we really know works and there's data to back it up. So when you're looking at awareness and advertising for your back to school promotions and campaigns, I think it's also important to know your audience. Let's be sure that, um, you know, ads in spots where parents are going to see them are geared towards parents and ones that are in spots where the kids are going to see them to reflect that audience. Next, I would say don't miss an opportunity. If you have ads that you run every year, and we all know that we all have them, um, whether it's the yearbook or the football program or the sign that goes in the basketball gym or whatever it is uh, that you do every year and they count on you to um, re-up that sponsorship, let's make sure you're at least sending the right message. Um, we'll look at a couple examples of that in a minute. Um, if you're still selling, um, if you're advertising long distance plans in the high school yearbook, that's probably missing the mark a little bit. You probably don't want to do that. So let's be sure that we don't miss an opportunity to hit, hit the right audience there. Let's dive into a few examples here. This is one um, that we did with Troy Cable. Uh, you see it right at the top. Make the grade. Don't push your bandwidth to the brink this school year. So immediately you're hitting both pain points. Um, it's talking about make the grade, help your student succeed. But then also if, uh, it's helping parents remember last school year when they did push bandwidth to the brink. Um, they didn't have the speed that they need. So you see the text is really heavy right there with both of those pain points um, to make homework easier and help uh, students succeed. Another example, this was a billboard on top that we did for Sand Hill. And then um, down below is a bill insert. Uh, again, you see that message, start the year off right, uh, high speed internet, no data caps. Uh, I like the line at the bottom there of the bill insert. Put Sandhill Connections broadband service on your school supply list. Like I said, this is a time when people are um, are opening the wallets, opening the pocketbooks. They're out there buying folders and paper and new shoes and gallon jugs of glue and trapper keepers and everything else. And um, you know, maybe nobody's bought a trapper keeper since 1994, but uh, you know what I'm getting at. You know what I mean. Um, they are they're buying stuff, and if you if upgrading their internet service for a couple bucks more a month is um is part of that supply list then that's a good time um, to hit them when they're uh, when consumers are going through all of that another example of uh and this is it's kind of subtle here uh it's a little um you know not a, a huge deal but i think it's important um you know maybe you uh, support a sport through the program this was an ad for the volleyball program uh, that we did for btc fiber uh, it used to be bledsoe telephone in middle tennessee um, and you see, it's very easy to just do an ad that says, go Indians, BTC Fibers, a proud sponsor of the Indians, and leave it right there. But I think what's important about this one um, is it's got, you know, right there where everybody can see it, the video game controller. Um, it's got faster access to homework, smoother streaming. So I would bet you that those three things, smoother streaming, better homework access, and better gaming, um, that's going to hit a pain point for just about everyone in the stands at that volleyball game if they aren't on the top tier service already. So I think that is uh, that's a good example of how that could have been just the same old ad run over and over again, but it doesn't miss that opportunity to talk about services. It's also got the little YouTube symbol down there at the bottom to remind uh, folks 
that uh, they are streaming some of the games on there and that they have a presence on YouTube. So that's good to keep in mind. A few more examples that I'll flip through here. Um, here's one that I like. Uh, you see, that, you know, talking about pain points, uh, your child deserves a high-speed internet advantage. Um, everybody wants their kid to be that happy when they're doing homework, right? Um, and it gives, you know, the high-speed internet, it talks about it right there, giving them an advantage. This was an ad, I think, from the back page of a magazine uh, for SCRTC. So I think that's a good example there. Beyond that, uh, we talked about in our segmentation webinar um, back on May 14th. Um, if you have a college, tech school, university, anything like that in the service area, don't forget uh, about the students there. Um, you can use Facebook and Google ads um, to really target those with some preference data, some age data, uh, to really get those in front of the uh, folks that may be moving to your community for school. Uh, you know, you see it right there, we've all been there. Got a big assignment to upload, it's late at night, um, and you just want it to work, and obviously things are not working well, that speaks to it really well there, I think. Uh, the middle ad, you see a you know typical college social situation back when we were allowed to sit that close to each other. Um, so that's another example there, too many devices, and then of course gaming is another uh, big reason for upgrades in that audience. Sometimes it's just, just as simple as some youthful looking folks in the ads, uh, you see there's um, with WKNT and then with Troy Cable, just some fun, bright, uh, youthful looking ads. And you can, of course, target um, to the ages um, that you'd like to reach there. Um, so those are kind of what I think of when I think through ways that you can raise awareness and advertise to folks during back to school and things that hopefully you'll keep in mind when you do that. Next, we've got events and promotions. And I know... Um, you know, that's always, we're big believers in event marketing. Um, and then I've got some examples here of promotions uh, that you can do as well. Let's get into some of those. This is another one from Sand Hill. Uh, get back to school ready. Uh, this was a school supply giveaway while supplies last. Child must be uh, present to receive school supplies. Um, and then you see it's got the dates, time. So they're actually giving out uh, school supplies to folks there, which I'm sure was popular. Here's another one that I like. Um, this is one that DTC did. I believe this was the ad that went on their uh, back page of their uh, regional telco magazine. If you sign up for service, you get a $25 bill credit and DTC contributes $25 to your school. So it's a good promotion, but it's also some good PR value um, there to be helping local schools. That's something that just about nobody will argue with that it's good to support the schools. Another one from Sand Hill. So their promotion there, they were doing free installation, but they were also giving away a free laptop bag uh, as a drawing there. I'm not sure if the laptop bag was branded with logo or not, but that would certainly be an opportunity. This is one, this goes back a few years, but this was a back page ad with um, New Hope Telephone where uh, this was done in the middle of the year to restock the school supplies, but it could also be done at the beginning. Basically, it was set up um, the list there of all the things that the schools needed. If you donated at the telco office, the telco would then divide the supplies between the schools. And then when you donated, you were registered for a drawing to win a free month of service. So some good PR value there. Um, have folks come to the office where hopefully when they donate, they can interact with your staff and um, you know, ask some important questions of them, uh, see how their service is going, that sort of thing, another opportunity 
And then also the drawing for the free month of service. So I like that one. Another promotion here in this, uh, this one is a few years back. You see the old um, NCTC logo on there. So it's been a few years since this one ran um, in the magazine, but head back to school with Wi-Fi, uh, free wireless router and uh, uh, get it. I'm sorry, sign up for a wireless router and you get it uh, free for three months. It's a little promotion there. A couple more of these to run through. So this one includes, um, this was from Mountain Telephone and I believe this ran in their magazine as well. Uh, free installation. They were also doing a free book bag with school supplies while supplies last. And then the wireless router service was free for six months as well. We like, um, obviously promotional items are a big part of marketing. And we particularly like the things like the laptop bag, like the book bag, um, umbrellas, camping chairs, uh, things like that that do advertising uh, beyond the person that you're giving it to. There are promotional items, obviously, as you guys know, that you give and somebody takes it home and they leave it home. And that's good for that one household. But if you're doing something like a backpack or a laptop bag or something, um, umbrellas that people will see out in the community, obviously that product keeps working for you. So I like that. And then here's another one um, that's a little bit more um, general, but check out some uh, back to school specials um, that they were offering there at HTC. So whether it's events or whether it's promotions, or those are some ideas on things that you can do as you are looking to go back um, to school, whether it is in person or whether it is distance learning. Lastly, let's jump over to content. I think this is a spot that can really help um, prepare you for poss the possibility of distance learning in the fall. Uh, when schools went distance learning this year, uh, some brands, um, everybody from the Cincinnati Zoo, to Ancestry.com, um, a lot of different companies were offering some kind of free content for parents who were trying to occupy and or educate their kids. Um, they were suddenly faced with, um, we were suddenly faced with working from home and having to be a teacher as well. Uh, so any content like that that you can provide can be useful. We'll talk about some examples there in a minute. Um, but I think this applies whether or not kids go back uh, to school in the classrooms, um, there's a lot of uh, good content you can provide. I think you'd want to do that for a couple of different reasons. Um, I think that, of course, to get your um, your name out there uh, with awareness and advertising, you know, if there's some content that you can put out there um, just to, um, you know, make people aware of who you are, obviously that's useful. PR value. If you're seen as the company that's trying to help schools, help teachers, help parents, obviously that's a win. I think it also positions you, maybe most important on this list, it positions you as the technology expert. Um, and, and that last one, I, I don't really think you can get enough of that ever. Um, get faces in there if you can. Uh, for several of the regional telco magazines that we do at Word South, we've got a tech tips column. And every issue, it's got a tech topic and a telco employee's photo and bio right there on the page. And I know, um, I know that WKNT has had people come in uh, with a tech question with a magazine in their hand and say, I want to talk to this guy because he knows um, he's positioned as a tech expert every week uh, or every issue. Sorry, you see his face in there. His name is Matt Garrett at WKNT. Um, and every, he's got something smart to say at every issue about technology. And that really positions him and the company as the technology experts. 
You know, it's one thing to say in your tagline or in an ad that we are the technology experts, but it's another thing for somebody to remember you as the tech expert that interacted with their kid's school or their kid's class or, um, you know, produced a, a video that we'll talk about here in a minute. Well, let's look at some of that content. This is one from the regional telco magazine a little ways back um, and it's broken down by audience you see right there for parents, for teachers, for students. I'm sure the font is, is probably too small there for you guys to see, but this is basically a list of resources for those different audiences where they can find um, educational resources online. Um, they can use their high speed connection from their internet provider to do this. And it kind of adds that layer of what the service can do. You know, mom or dad may not be willing to spend $10 a month more uh, so the kids can play video games, but they might do it if, they, uh, if they're real homework uh, resources out there that can help uh, both parents and students. Here's a page from uh, another magazine that we had done. Uh, this one looks at um, uh, the main article there in the middle is focused on uh, TV programming that can, um, you know, educational TV shows. And then the sidebar over there uh, talks about distance learning, uh, which I think is something important to talk about as well uh, for adults or high school graduates that want to go back to school, um, go back for some training to advance in their career or start a new career. Um, it's got links there to several different universities and programs that are uh, offering degrees and certificates. A big example of back-to-school content is one that we had done uh, for a couple of years with FTC there in uh, Rainsville, Alabama, uh, with some uh, full eight-page tab um, that came out with a lot of content for back-to-school. I'll flip through. I think it's, it's some good examples that I want to flip through. Um, uh, just page by page here. So it's got uh, right there at the beginning um, what what works, so what pieces of technology will work to be able to uh, use the school's online resources. Um, it's got that for all of the different school districts that they order uh, or that they serve. And then um, right here, it's got the little ad for more speed for Wi-Fi, which is obviously a pain point. Uh, get all those devices connected. You see here it's broken down by the uh, audience, preschool, elementary, middle school, high school. It's apps that they can use um, to um, enhance their education, as it says. And then they've also got over here an ad for their computer services, uh, which I think is a smart spot to put that. But you can see it's useful content that people are going to check out and then have some of the um, advertisement, the promotion of the company built into it. More here, this has to do with their TV um, you know, programming there that folks can tune into, watch TV everywhere, which is something I know a lot of folks are offering. And then the ad on the back page, of course, is more of a hard sales um, or hard sell uh, to push folks to sign up. Um, don't just get by the school year, which again talks to that pain point. Um, you know, stay at the top of the class. I think that reinforces what we've been talking about so far. So the last thing before we open this up for some group discussion, um, I wanted just to kick around some ideas. Uh, Carrie Huckabee and I have been brainstorming just a little bit on some ideas. Um, obviously, some of the things we've talked about already with the content, with the promotions, um, those can certainly apply if there is district, uh, distance learning. 
but I wanted to cover just a few things, um, specific ideas to throw out there, maybe things to be thinking about here in June that you can implement by the time August rolls around and you are ready to go um, back to school, if back to school means back to the living room or back to the kitchen table for folks. It's, uh, yeah, let's jump in and then uh, feel free. I think there's a raise your hand option on there uh, or in the Q&A if you want to um, volunteer to share some ideas after uh, we're done with this, feel free to go ahead and put that in there. Uh, if not, we'll just run through these. Uh, not surprisingly, from WordSouth, a content marketing company, uh, we go back to content quite a bit. Um, sure, you know, target the ads, offer the deals, um, but when parents are panicking this fall, I know many of us would appreciate opening up an email and finding some good content um, from folks. Maybe you offer um, a list of virtual field trip options. Like I said, the Cincinnati Zoo, I know, is one that we did quite a bit here at our house. Uh, several authors are having author talks on a regular basis. Um, a lot of museums and other spots like that are offering uh, programs. I know the Tennessee Aquarium here in Chattanooga has a, um, uh, you know, a lot of the animals and the um, aquarium staff talking through some of the stuff there that's been a lot of fun. Um, so maybe whether it's digital in an email newsletter or whether you do some kind of direct mail or some other piece there, um, to help with uh, just provide a list there. If take it a step further, um, maybe there's a way to do an activity book. Um, whether that's something custom that you that you put together or contact someone like us to have put together. Um, maybe it's something as simple as buying um, some books, activity books, or um, you know, maybe I know the Berenstein Bears have a cyberbullying book. Um, there's some other internet-related um, kids' books out there. Maybe you find a bulk, um, you know, way to buy those in bulk and slap your sticker on there, pass them out. Um, just whatever it is that can, can keep kids engaged and occupied um, would be a welcome uh, way to get your product out there. Maybe there's a way to do tech classes. Um, so I know a lot of the electrics will have somebody, EPB here in Chattanooga has the um, Professor Gigawatt, I think is uh, his name. Um, but whether you do something like that that's more science-driven or whether you go with something that's technology, maybe there's a way where once a week you're offering uh, through a Zoom webinar-style uh, setup, offering technology classes for kids uh, where there are some topics there. Maybe it's for, for grown-ups, um, but certainly for kids um, would fit the theme that we're talking about here. Um, I think another opportunity is some kind of teacher appreciation promotion. Uh, I know that Ben Lohman and some of the other uh, co-ops do some kind of an in-service day meal or celebration um, with teachers right there at the beginning. But a lot of teachers in the fall, if we do go back to distance learning, uh, teachers will be looking at having to do a lot of virtual instruction, um, a lot of webinars with their students, and just a lot of uh, other work, uploading and downloading stuff. It might be a good time to offer them some kind of speed bump. Um, certainly to get them to appreciate the faster speed. So maybe they stay at the higher rate um, after the uh, promotion's over. But also it's just good PR value. If you go and if you're the company that's helping teachers uh, connect with their students, that's certainly not a bad PR position to be in. I think another opportunity um, that's out there, um, a lot of the 
um, electric and telcos out there will do some kind of career fair or career day where they're having um, kids come and tour um, the plant uh, offices. Uh, they'll look at the, um, you know, the head ends and the bucket trucks and all the blinking lights and um, all that kind of fun stuff. And that's an opportunity um, to do some of that virtually as well um, to engage folks in the same kind of purpose that you would do that um, in person when the school buses roll in and all the kids parade through. But there are ways to do that virtually, um, either in the classroom or if it's distance learning, you know, a way to offer that um, where students and parents can tune in that way. Last idea that Carrie and I had to throw out is maybe there's an idea, maybe there's a way to do some kind of local show and tell, whether or not you have a local channel. Um, if, if you do have a local channel with a local uh, host, then I think it fits perfectly. But if not, I think it's still very doable for you to go to local businesses, local um, industries, and just kind of do a uh, you know short video for students to check out um, how things are made, how businesses work, um, and get to know the people in their, in their community. You know, I think of all the, the PBS shows, uh, Reading Rainbow or Sesame Street, you know, a lot of the little vignettes they do in there are, how is this thing made? And you can do some of that right there locally, um, virtually, where that's a main, uh, that'd be a big resource if you did that once a week for parents and students to tune in, whether it's Facebook Live or your YouTube channel or wherever it is there. So to sum it all up, um, basically where we're, where we're at right now is uh, if the kids could go back to school in the fall, that'd be great. But we need to plan on, um, I think we need to plan on a traditional back to school plan and then one that also um, includes some remote learning. I would even suggest that we have some kind of a plan for if it does start back in the fall. Um, as normal, but then it, it uh, something, you know, the virus picks back up in November or December when it gets cool, and we have to go back to, um, to a, uh, you know, distance learning setup, then we need to go and have a few things planned out for if that happens. So I hope this has helped. If there's anything um, that you guys uh, would like to bring up in the q and I'm looking to see if anybody had anything there that they would like to share in terms of what they're looking at for this fall or a promotion that they have done before. Uh, I'll give that just another minute before we wrap up here. But I did want to thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for logging on. Our next, uh, while I'm waiting to see if anybody throws anything into the Q&A, um, I will, um, let's see if anybody's got anything. Um, looks like we have three things in the chat there. Um, all right, Sarah's got a question. Ideas for the best platform to run contests? Um, thank you for that, Sarah. Um, I think that it's possible if you, um, if you want to look at it from the perspective of audiences, uh, I think that would be a key way to do it. Um, I think, you know, uh, if you run a contest on Facebook, then most of the high school students probably moved on off of that. Um, maybe something on Instagram's a way to go there. Maybe if you're brave enough to get out on TikTok um, or um, Snapchat, maybe there's a way to do it there. Um, so I would say if you're if you're doing the contest, uh, consider the audience. I would also think that you run a chance of getting a lot more people involved if you do it on a school or classroom basis. 
um, you know, I always like the, um, the um, contests that are get people together to vote on their school or vote on their classroom to win something because you have a lot of outreach with folks, um, you know, going that way. Uh, whereas if it's just any individuals um, entering for themselves, it's they're less likely to share it. So finding a way to, to, to do that or make it by the classroom, I think might be a good opportunity there. Um, Follow-up question on that one. Um, it's a program to run a contest just to clear all the, any legal hurdles or anything like that. It's probably not something um, that I'm going to feel good about addressing right now. Um, but I know that each state has different rules about what you can do and what you can't do. So I guess my, um, sorry, not be of more help there, but just to, uh, just to say, um, you know, be aware of any rules. I know in Tennessee, we've got very specific rules here about raffles and uh, you have to be a um, 501c3 nonprofit for something like four or five, six years before you can do a, a raffle. So be sure to consider any of that as well. Um, but obviously, whatever contest you do, if you're able to collect email addresses and any additional information um, to help get you the data, that would be key. And I would say too, with back to school contests, if you're looking at um, parents and families, uh, go ahead and throw the question out there, not just their you know address or email or name or whatever, but go ahead and throw out a question or two, uh, like we talked about in our segmentation webinar. Uh, how many devices are on your network? What do you use your um, your network for? So you can start to kind of build up some personas on on what those folks might want, what they might need, and that way you can market to them um, even better. So I think maybe those are some things to consider. Well, I appreciate everyone for um, tuning in. Thank you, Sarah, for the question. Thank you for everybody else uh, that was tuned in. Um, we've got our next webinar, like I said, coming up August 25th. Don't let your fall events fall flat. Uh, so we'll be talking then, obviously, about um, all of the um, you know, fairs and um, October Halloween-related events, those type things. We'll be getting that together to try to get, uh, help you maximize those events for the fall because I know a lot of work goes into those. So you might as well get the best results you can. We'll be turning this uh, into a podcast. And if you're not familiar with Story Connect podcast, uh, there are uh, 160, 170 or so episodes out there of um, uh, broadband uh, and electric um, and telco marketing topics um, that you can download those. We've also got our resource center. Those are available at wordsouth.com slash podcast and wordsouth.com slash resource center where you can check those out. Plenty of good topics. Uh, we'll also be publishing this as a YouTube video for folks to uh, view at a later point if you'd like to share it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate you being here, and have a great rest of the week. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.